right now I'm sitting down in the, the Maybach Farmer's Market on just an absolutely gorgeous, sunny, crisp fall day on Berlin, right next to the water. Um, we have some musicians playing in the background, lots of great smells of food. Uh, Jonathan's wrapping up his sales on, on this, uh, this great day and meeting with some local uh, Berlin people talking about hot sauce, but uh, I had an, an amazing time with Jonathan talking about his hot sauce, where he's come from, and where the future is taking him for a crazy batch of hot sauce. And one thing, uh, just to preface this, uh, I think he does an amazing job of bringing in the culture and the localness of Berlin into his hot sauce and really educating people on what really damn good hot sauce is. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm having a fantastic day right now and felt very lucky to spend some time with Jonathan and hear about Crazy Bastard Hot Sauce. Enjoy. Jonathan, thank you for the time this afternoon. No problem. Good to be here. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely day out in Berlin. It's my uh, haven't even been here 24 hours, but we're at uh, the Maybach or Maybach Maybach Ufer. Yeah. Yes, we are. So Jonathan took some time today just to come over and do our first craft hot podcast. So um, Jonathan, maybe if you could tell us just what you're doing here in Berlin. Obviously, you started Crazy Bastard Hot Sauce. and Yeah, that's right. Um, well, I came to Berlin 10 years ago, just because, uh, kind of by accident. <laughs> it was a very different city back then, and it's changed a lot in the last 10 years, which is one thing I love about Berlin. And somewhere along the way, I started making hot sauce for myself as a hobby. This then developed into, well, I was on this on this market here on my Bakufer, the one we just came from. Um, and I was a few years ago making some fajitas with a friend there. So we made a lot of different sauces to go with it. And he once referred to, he said, are you going to make that sauce again? The one you made last week? And I said, which one? He goes, the crazy bastard one. <laughs> so he kind of inadvertently uh, named it. And that kind of stuck. So maybe a year later, after working on the recipe and getting it right, um, I kind of decided, right, I'm going to start making hot sauce for a living. Okay. So did you always have a, a cooking background? I mean... Making no, not really. I mean, I always loved cooking, um, but I never worked as a cook. I worked as a, a cocktail barman for a long time, which is very similar. It's about getting recipes right. Is it too sweet? Is it too sour? You're not trying to get, trying to, trying to tweak recipes. Okay. something that I've always been interested in, yeah. Nice. So what, what just led to the fajitas? Just something kind of on the side? A yeah, because we, we used to make it for ourselves, and we okay. thought hey, we might as well get a... <laughs> get a stall and try and sell them. Actually, we, we kind of did it completely illegally. We didn't even we didn't even let the, nice. the market know that we're going to be there. We just turned up with the bike the first time and, uh, and, a, and a shopping trolley and kind of turned it into a stall and started nice. selling them. But people loved it. That's great. Well, I mean, just we read the, the, uh, the fair there, or not the fair, but um, just the farmer's market and, mm. and everything. It just packed and really a lot of unique people and shops and yeah. stands there. I mean, is that something that's very popular in Berlin? Especially this area. This is a okay. very international area and getting more so. This is Kreuzberg on the border with Neukölln uh, and where these two districts meet is has always been very international, but especially in the last five years, it's getting more and more so. So you get restaurants popping up like um, Japanese tapas 
you know, some, some great like authentic Mexican places, anything you can think of. There's a Peruvian ceviche restaurant not too far, all kinds of uh, really, really good culinary delights. Cool. So, and would you say that's influenced your hot sauce? I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I've I kind of developed my own style of making hot sauce a few years ago that I've kind of stuck with. But one thing that does influence me is the the ingredients that are in season. Now, around here on this market, on my bakufer, on Tuesdays and Fridays, there's also the what's called the Turkish market, which is a, a vegetable market. So I often go for a walk down there to see what's in season, to get some ideas about what I'm going to pair with, you know, a certain chili. Um, I, I have been thinking about some more kind of some more recipes, like maybe that will involve tambour, tamarind, which is kind of a typical ingredient from South America. So I have been kind of looking into some of the local, you know, restaurants that that serve these the cool. cultural meals. Okay, so if you could just tell us a little bit about your sauce, you know that. You just did a Kickstarter campaign, and I, I happened to get a few of them and trying them out. They're delicious. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, if you could maybe just tell you a quick overview of some of the different sauces you do. Well, it all started with the habanero and tomatillo sauce. That was the one I, the reason I started the company. And I mean, the kind of the principles and all the sauces are no added sugar. I mean, I think there's no reason to add any sugar to hot sauce. It's already there's already natural sugars in the chilies. Chilies are full of natural sugars and vitamin C. And especially when you roast them, these flavors come out, the natural sweetness comes out. So that's something that I've used in all the sauces. So is that the, the original one? The, 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 the original one was the habanero and tomatillo. And I kind of followed along the same principles of that because I get, you know, the one chili, the main chili in that is the habanero. And I pair the tomatillo with that because I think they work really well together. Sometimes on the market, I let people try a little bit of fresh habanero with a little bit of fresh tomatillo. And uh, just a combination of those two alone is great. So following that kind of example, the other sauces I made, the next one after that was uh, jalapeno and date. You know, something to kind of bring a bit of sweetness to it without adding sugar, the dates. And um, yeah, I paired some, some coriander with that, some garlic, and that turned into a nice all-round sauce. And were those just coming from experimentation? Just kind of yeah, thinking? from just, just yeah. trying. Well, first of all, thinking about the chili, thinking about the kind of flavors the chili has, and then thinking of one main ingredient that would go along with this. Okay. You know, so the, well, with, with the next one that I did after that, the uh, Scotch bonnet and Caribbean spices, because Scotch bonnet is such a typical chili in the Caribbean, I wanted to kind of make something, you know, inspired by jerk seasoning. So I got in the nice. pimento, the, the allspice, the um, nutmeg, these kind of things, ginger. Very nice. Okay. That's great. And I mean, do you have a favorite? Can you say? Are you allowed to say if you, if you have a favorite? Or? Um, well, my the one I eat most is usually the one I've most recently been working on. I get a bit obsessed with it, but I think I'll always have the original yellow label habanero okay. and tomatillo as a yes. favorite. That's because I spent so long on the recipe, and while I was working on that recipe, I learned a lot about about how I make sauces. You know, I mm -hmm. developed my own kind of style, so now it's it's a lot quicker for me to develop a sauce. And when you started out, did you have like, were you looking at things up on the internet, how to make hot sauce, or were you talking to people? I mean, what was... Not really. I mean, I, I think that's kind of a good thing, that I wasn't too influenced by anyone else. I just went with my own sense of taste and, uh, and, and went with what I like. It just happens to be what a lot of, of, a lot of other people like, I think. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, I, I know in my experience, uh, I've started just making my own hot sauces. Uh, a lot of people following this podcast and, and our website are kind of novice chili heads starting to 
realizing how easy it is to make a few homemade batches. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your advice for trying to like make your own sauce for the first time? I would say um, do exactly that. Just do what you think is good and don't look at other sauces because it's so many other sauces. If you look at the ingredients, a lot of them will have the first ingredient, water, and the last ingredient will be a thing called xanthan gum, which is a thickener, a stabilizer. So what they're doing is they're making a sauce, which is probably a delicious sauce, and then to save money or to make it cheaper, they're watering it down with water and they're thickening it, thickening it up with xanthan gum. Okay. So this isn't, this isn't the best way to make sauce. You know, you can do a lot better sauce yourself for that. But a lot of people I've seen, you know, posts online, hey, I made my first sauce and all this and look at the ingredients and I'm looking at, they've got water in there, they've got xanthan gum and there's no need for that. This is, mm-hmm. this is an industrial thing that big companies do to, to get more profit. If you're making your own sauce, you might as well use the best ingredients. There's no need to water it down. There's enough water already in the fruit. Use a good vinegar. If you like a cider vinegar or a white wine vinegar, you know, choose yourself and just go with the flavors that you like. Okay. Because that's, that's something that I'm pretty passionate about. I mean, that's kind of why I started Craft Hot Sauce to begin. It was, I was coming across, going to all the restaurants, see Frank Red Tots, Tabasco, uh, mm-hmm. might see Texas Pete in the States, you might see something else here. Sure. But I mean, there's, for such a complex flavor and so much to it, there had to be so much more with better hot sauce. And I think it's the awareness from just knowing the different peppers, just knowing kind of small batch hot sauce like yourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. how would you kind of say your view on the hot sauce industry as a whole has changed since you, you've really started it as your own? Well, I've been looking into a lot of other sauces. I mean, my fridge is basically just hot sauce at the moment. It's okay. kind of ridiculous. And especially when I go to other festivals, uh, I swap a lot of products, like hot sauce festivals, I swap a lot of products with other companies. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing a lot lately, I mean, and I've only been in the business a couple of years, but what I'm seeing is that the, the newer companies, they're, you know, they're kind of being more selective about what's going in there. You know, they're not just putting in sugar because that's what you do. They're not putting in like um, spirit vinegar because, you know, any old vinegar will do. They're really thinking about, there seems to be a kind of revolution going on in hot sauce. You know, I can think of a few companies in Europe that are just making amazing, really good hot sauces. And the, the companies that have been around a little bit longer, I've seen them kind of start to go, oh, well, maybe I will make a sauce now without added sugar. I'll make a sauce that doesn't have um, chili extract. You know, I'll get the natural heat from the chilies. Or, you know, people are starting to experiment more. When it used to be, Tabasco was good enough for everybody. And the Tabasco is great, of course. Yep. But for <clears> some people, it's got too much vinegar. Or, you know, some people wanted something with a bit more of an exotic pepper in there, you know. Um, so people are really starting to get more adventurous with, with their hot sauce, I think. That's great. And I mean, like, obviously you're in the industry, you're, you're going to these chili festivals and meeting all these up and coming people, people that have been around for a while. I mean, out of all these people that you meet, would you say there's kind of some common personality traits or, or commonalities between these different hot sauce makers? Well, certainly people that love food, uh, people who are excited by a sense of taste and would maybe find a meal without hot sauce to be a little bit boring, you know? Yeah. Uh, some people think that that's kind of a way of killing your palate. I think it's a way of expanding it. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing they all have in common. And I think most of them got into it just because they're making their own hot sauce and they go, hey, you know, people love this. I might as well make a business out of this. So I wouldn't say that they're, they're first business people and second cooks. I'd say that they're all first cooks. You cool. Know? Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And well, so you're from Ireland, yeah, Mayo, sure. right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I myself, I've been living in Dublin for 
year and a half now and uh, spent some time there a few years back. So pretty familiar with Ireland mm-hmm. and the food <laughs> I can be. Yeah. It's delicious, but it's not, you don't see hot sauce. It's a lot like time. German food. It's pretty bland, meat, potatoes. Um, I mean, you, can, you can't beat a good uh, bacon and cabbage, but uh, it's, it's not the most exciting thing. So I think, I mean, that could be a reason why I like hot sauce, because it was something that I discovered maybe when I was 10 or 12, and yeah. there wasn't much of it then, you know, it was just Tabasco sauce from what I saw in the supermarkets. Yeah. And then I saw new ones starting to appear, um, and it's something that I always, you know, every time I went shopping, if I saw a new hot sauce, I'd buy it and I'd try it, and I, I made a slow, slowly I made my opinion about which ones I like and which ones I don't. Okay, and what were the, some of the, the hot sauces you'd get in Ireland? Um, well, you know, you, you'd get you'd get a Tabasco sauce, of course, but then there's a few few companies that started making. I mean, what what I started seeing about 15 years ago is shops that that stock stuff like homemade jams, homemade chutneys, and there'd usually be some sort of hot sauce in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was some good ones popping up there, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Now, have you heard of mixed chili? Yeah. Well, I haven't tried it. I'm looking okay. forward to trying it. But actually, I, I because I used to be an illustrator, I'm a big fan of the guy who designed the label. Yeah, it's a very cool label. Yeah. So um, uh, what's his name again? Sims. I've forgotten. Even though I'm a big fan, I've forgotten his name. No, anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I love your your logo. It's 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 kind of simple, but there's a lot to it, and and I think it just really. I've I've been in Berlin a day now, but I think it just really personifies Berlin. Just really? that that one picture. I think it's just the yellow and, and the yeah. the black with the mustache and everything. Now, yeah. How did you come up with that design? Um, so. Let's see. Well, actually, um, I, I was thinking first, crazy bastard. So the name was there first, and I, and I thought, who's a crazy bastard? And I'd just seen a film about um, Charles Bronson, Britain's nice. most dangerous criminal. The, the, the film called Bronson with I think Thomas Hardy on. Yeah. And <laughs> that was still kind of in my mind. And if you look if you look at a picture of the real guy and not from the film and, and the logo, you'll see the similarities for sure. Um I didn't want to make it too much like him because I don't want him knocking on my door but looking for But I don't think he's ever getting on a person, so uh yeah, so it's inspired by him. Okay. And, I, and I thought it was also kinda of cool that maybe it looked like some sort of crazy Mexican guy or you know, a lot of people say that they know it as the hot sauce with the hipster mustache, <laughs> which can kind of maybe kind of accidental, but it certainly fits in around here. Yeah, and I mean, Berlin is kind of more of a progressive area. I mean, and where we are right now, this is kind of the more hipster part of Berlin. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, what the, the reason that is, it's because I mean, when Berlin was divided, of course the wall came down, and this was close enough the border. Um, that nobody really wanted to live for everybody. This was just in the east, so everybody was kind of finally off into the west, you know. So the property here, the the buildings were basically deserted. People started kind of squatting in places around here. And since then, it's become just more and more interesting. It used to be a really cheap place to live. Now it's kind of getting more expensive because, well, first, you know, in the in the squats, you get the artists, you get the musicians, then, you, of course, they need, they, they need some bars to go to, so you get some really interesting bars. And then this is just going to develop more and more. So it's uh, Berlin is a city that's always changing, and you see this kind of everywhere. Um, the area that I live in, which isn't far from here, ten years ago used to be a ghetto. Nobody wanted to go there, yeah. and because the, you know it's cheap to live there, now it's you get some really interesting bars, and you know you get galleries, artists, all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. And now I'm just like 
do, how do people react to your sauce? Everybody seems pretty, pretty open and like just at the, the market there, there was uh, kind of a musician that was self-recording and doing looping and then there was some guy playing, what was that drum? Um, uh, hang, hang drum. Oh, hang drum. And just all different types of food cultures and everything. I mean, it seems, I think hot sauce is something not not too edgy, but it's kind of progressive and kind of opens your mind to certain things. I mean, yeah. has, has that kind of, have people really been... It's really had a great reaction. I mean, I love standing on the market here and having people come along and taste it. Um, for some people, it's too hot, and they said, oh, that's not for me, but maybe they're, they're thinking of somebody they know who they'd like to give it to. But uh, what I hear all the time is, oh, finally, a good hot sauce in Germany, everything here in the supermarkets... It might say extra hot, but it never is, you know. So um, people are kind of, they're, they're glad to see something that says hot and means it. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, I, I know going into supermarkets is kind of the next level of making a food or producing a good mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, do you ever try to sell hot sauce to any local restaurants or supermarkets at all? Or? Um, some, there's some restaurants who are serving it on their burgers, for example, sandwiches, that kind of stuff. There's some small shops like a Delicatessen's that are selling it. There's um, the place, the, like the specialist for hot sauce in Berlin, Pfefferhaus, uh, they stock it. But I haven't approached any supermarkets and I okay. don't think I really want to, not yet anyway. Because in that situation, you often have to sign a contract, and they, you know, they want to have, let's say, a thousand bottles of this by this this time. And if you, unless you are producing enough hot sauce to keep everybody in stock, very quickly you can end up with this supermarket or the supermarket chain being your best customer or kind of your only customer. Yeah. And then they can go, hey, put the price down. It's too expensive for us now, okay. and you don't really have a choice because they're your only customer. You know, yeah. you, you've let all the other small places down, and you, you know you, you kind of rather stuck for this one because you want to keep them happy. So that's something I'm aware of, and if you, you know, I have been approached by a few people lately who said, "Oh, you know, I can get your sauce into this place and this place," because I know it'll work well in the supermarket. If I was walking in the supermarket and I saw something called crazy bastard sauce in the shelf, <laughs> I would I'd at least want to try it. But for now, I'm happy to keep it in smaller places. Um, I mean, there's a shop in Switzerland that's selling it. There's a couple of places in the UK. So, you know, I'm happy with this. I like to get, nice. it, to okay. get it into, different, into yep. different cities, but in smaller shops. Cool. That's nice. And you just started, or you just finished up a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. Um, maybe if you could tell the listeners what you worked on. on yeah. Well, until now, and still at the moment, we are cooking in rental spaces, you know, restaurants, really. Um, some local restaurants that we've made a deal with there's one nearby that opens at 7 so we get to cook in there as long as we're out of there and left the place in good condition by 7 o'clock um, but it's getting more and more difficult to cook the amount of sauce that we need in a place that isn't our own you know we've got to get all the empty bottles there we've got to get all the ingredients there and we can't store much there either we've got to take it all all back and this is becoming impossible so um, to keep up with demand we decided that the only way to continue is to have our own place where we can store the stuff, cook it, and then of course, you know, if there's space, we'd have a shop there where we'd sell our products and other products that we like, as well as maybe, you know, once a week do a workshop on cookery or how to make hot sauce. Or I mean, there's a lot of people in Berlin who, who are kind of into the chili scene in a way, you know, there's yeah. some people who are really good at growing chilies at home, and I'd like to get them in to talk about to talk about um, how to grow chilies all year round at home on your balcony, this kind of stuff. 
So we're looking for a place at the moment. That's what the Kickstarter was for, to, to give us a, hell, a hand to get the, the finance to get that started out. So at the moment, we're just looking for the right place. We've been checking out a few places and they're good, you know, but we're, we know the, the right one is still yeah, out there. Yeah, you, you want to wait for that, that perfect one. Yeah, there. exactly. Nice. You mentioned other products and you kind of shared that, the chili salt with me earlier. Mm. And I was just, I had it, it was delicious, but I was just thinking about the different combinations you could do that with uh, just seasoning food and, and everything like that. Is that something uh, that's been pretty popular with, with kind of hot sauce companies or is how did you come across doing um, that? The chili salt is, it's not exactly something that I've seen. A lot, a lot of the time um, hot sauce companies will do some sort of seasoning or a rub on the side. What I what I was doing there, what I'm continuing to do is um, infused chili salt, which be called a finishing salt so I get um, and actually it took a, a while I was researching this I found out that most salt that you get in the shops especially table salt stuff like this contains chemicals um, uh, ferrocyanide is one of them to stop it caking and this is actually poisonous I think it's <laughs> illegal it sound good <laughs> no it's not it's ferrocyanide that doesn't yeah. sound good enough. so I think it's actually illegal in the UK but in Germany and a lot of other countries it's it's legal to put this in, in the salt and the only reason is to stop it caking together, which, you know, that's okay. That's what salt does, you know, mm. shake it up, break it up or yeah. something. Um, so when I was looking into this, I was like, God, I never knew that. So I found, it's not too hard to find either. You just need to look a little, uh, some unprocessed Atlantic sea salt. And I thought, okay, I want to flavor this salt, but not just have salt crystals and then chili flakes beside it. I wanted the chili to be inside the salt. So I got a big 20 liter glass jar. I mince up some chilies into a puree. Uh, the Trinidad scorpion is, is a really good one to use, and I put that in the jar with this, with these, you know, uh, sea salt crystals, and let it kind of ferment for a week. And it sits there and its juices gets turned every few days, and that absorbs the heat and the flavor from the chilies. And then it gets roasted, dried out, and put into the little grinders. And so now I haven't put it on the website yet because it's another thing that, you know, when we get our own place, it'll be easier to do because. Mm-hmm. It has to be dried out in a, in a big oven on big flat kind of dishes, and uh, it's it's not so easy, you know. If 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 I'm renting a kitchen, I'm cooking hot sauce, and uh, yeah. you know that does kind of like a little extra thing that I've done once or twice. Okay, cool. Well, it was delicious, and uh, I'm getting excited for when you do get this place because it just oh yeah the goes to the next level. Yeah. So I mean, let's say you, you get this next this place in the next few months. I mean, what's your vision for the next couple of years ahead? Well, at the moment, we've got five sauces in the range, and I think that's quite a good number to have. There's, there's something for everybody in there. There's mild to very hot. I uh, would probably do something hotter, but the main thing is it has to taste good, you know? Yep. So over the last couple of years, um, to build this range, I've been making a lot of different sauces, like one every month. I mean, I'd, I'm constantly working on sauces anyway, but I'd release what I call the white label once a month, and that would change depending on seasonal ingredients. Um, so doing that for, for over a year, I've kind of found five good recipes that, you know, there's something in that they're all great. There's none that are better than the other, really. I might have my favorites and some people have their favorites. So uh, beyond these five sauces, um, if, if, if our production system gets a bit easier, we can make new sauces, you know, we can make other things. Um, one thing I'm working on for next year, um, well, what I'm making it next month is a Berlin sauce where every ingredient is grown in Berlin, as local as you can get. So I've already sourced the vinegar, 
Um, we've got some chilies that were grown on a balcony uh, oh, in, in this hydroponic system, which is amazing. And there's also an aquaponic farm in Berlin, which are, they're cooking really everything I need. And there's kind of allotment farms all over the place. So this is kind of a project that I want to see how easy it is to get really, really local stuff. You know? That's great. Yeah, so something with a lot of hot sauce companies that are doing their hot sauce profiles on their website is that they're really trying to keep it extremely local and, and make a sense of community behind it. And mm-hmm. it's something that I feel like you've done really well in being being local enough, but also really interacting with the community. Did you, is something you're doing, is it with, you're inviting people to your house to do batches of hot sauce? Was that something that well, you did or? Um, maybe well, what, what we did recently was uh, we rented out a restaurant and we, we made some burgers and stuff. We served some food. There's a friend of mine who served some really good tacos. Um, but we also made three batches of hot sauce and we invited everybody into the kitchen to have a look, see how we're doing it. Uh, and maybe to, kind of, I mean, I just had a big box of ingredients and we decided, okay, first we're going to make a mild one. What are we going to put in there? Nice. And everybody kind of had their ideas and we just made up a sauce on the spot. And it was delicious. Maybe that's something that I'll use in the future. Cool. Um, and then yeah, later on we made a we made a hotter one, and just to get everybody in to see the process of it, and mainly to point out that um, it's easy to make really delicious food, not just hot sauce, without you know without using uh, sugar and without using other ingredients that really just mask the flavor of bad yeah. ingredients. Just use good ingredients, and you're going to get a good product. Cool. And you have a hot sauce here. Uh, what? Yeah. What sauce is this? This is something I made um, this month. This is the Crazy Bastard Special Reserve. Now, what happens is uh, around September, October, I get a lot of emails from chili farms. They say, hey, I've got a lot, load of these chilies. I've got a big stock. You know, it's harvest time. Now, because I normally make a sauce based on one chili, um, I, I, I don't always take these chilies, you know, but I, I thought, okay, I'm going to do this every year now. I'm going to get a big pepper mix and put them together and combine the flavors and see what kind of sauce comes out of it and make that the special reserve, you know. Very bottle cool. it in a nice bottle with a cork, wax seal it, that kind of thing, sign it. Some people collect hot sauce, you know. Awesome. So um, it would be a shame, I think it's kind of a shame to collect hot sauce, it should be eaten, but you know. Uh, <laughs> so, so what peppers are in this? Yeah, there's 55% of this is peppers. There's mostly um, cherry bomb. There's also lemon drop. There's some super hots like the peach naga, there's the Carolina Reaper, there's a uh, Dorset Nag in there, I think. Yeah, and it's, uh, there's also peach and the cherry moya, which is a South American fruit, also known as the uh, custard apple. Okay. Um, now, the, the flavor of the chilies and the ch- flavor of the peach kind of overtakes the cherry moya because that's a bit of a delicate fruit, but the cherry moya adds a great um, consistency to it. It makes it very smooth. It's called the custard apple because it kind of is like custard. I'll yeah, so let's have a taste. Try a bit, yeah. So it's interesting how, I mean, I always talk about the heat profile of chilies. Uh, some chilies burn long and hard, some, you know, kind of milder. And when you mix peppers like this, you get some, you get some of the chilies that come on instantly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, you get it. Uh, I feel like the hot peppers you get it on the top of your mouth, yeah. but it's, I mean, I've, I've kind of grew my uh, my hot sauce tolerance up, yeah. but it's nothing. It's not too hot. It's certainly no, this hot. Is, it's yeah. hot. It's yeah. hot. But it's hot, but it's, it's certainly uh, enjoyable. Yeah, certainly, yeah. You get the different flavors of peppers mm-hmm. in there. The interesting um, thing about this one is that it's um, 
some of the chilies have already hit me and that's the one that made me go, oh, that's kind of hot. But now it's starting to build, this other one's starting to build now. And <clears throat> they're slowly building. So you have the ones that kind of hit in the front, that would be, I, I think the, 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 the cherry bomb comes on pretty, pretty straight away. But because the um, Carolina Reaper is in there, that's, that's coming slowly after. The lemon drop would have come on pretty immediately as well. Anyway, it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. how you know this this little symphony of, of burning chili. Exactly. Going. No, because I don't. I think that's something you don't get in most types of food. They have the the taste changes mm -hmm. over the amount of time, just with each bite and or each kind of taste of hot sauce you have. It changes yeah. within that thirty seconds and. I have a feeling I'm going to be able to feel this for a few minutes. <laughs> just yeah, I had some earlier, and it was still kind of lingering, you know, five to ten minutes later. Yeah, that's uh, it's very good. And do you do, I mean, it's, you mentioned peach, you men mentioned uh, some sort of apple as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you, is it pretty popular for you and for other people to pair uh, kind of a pepper and fruit and together? Fruit, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I mean, if you want, if you want some sweetness in your sauce, use, use fruit. Get the natural sugars in there, or the chilies themselves have have, uh, have natural sweetness. But um, I like to use fruit in cooking generally. I mean, one of my favorite uh, meals is uh, chicken tangerine salad. You know, fry up the chicken breast, put a bit of tangerine in there, kind of deglaze the pan with some tangerine. Nice. Um, I like I like apple in a in a stew. You <laughs> know, put a bit of apple okay, in. Okay, nice. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of underrated to to use fruit. No, it's um, there's a there's a lot of it's not exactly something that I have to use fruit in every sauce, but if it works with the flavor of the chili, then absolutely. So on our website and our following, we have a, a lot of people that are novice hot sauce or chili heads and, and just starting to make their own hot sauces. I mean, would you have any advice to really starting to get into your, your own hot sauce or start yeah. making it? I would say um, get good at making soup. <laughs> it, soup okay. is, hot sauce is basically soup with a bit of vinegar and uh, spice. So um, the, the tips that anyone would give you about making soup is if you're using onions and root vegetables, fry them up, you know, get those flavors out, uh, use good ingredients. I mean, if you're using vinegar in your hot sauce, make sure it's got a good flavor. Don't just get any old table spirit vinegar. Yep. You know, if you prefer some vinegars, uh, uh, apple cider or something like that, use that. Um, break it down into the ingredients and make sure the ingredients are good first. Okay. Make sure that you, you, you understand the flavor of the ingredients and how they work together before you just throw them all together in a pot. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. And uh, I mean, we're coming up on 30 minutes here and uh, you've been really helpful and I mean, you've had some good advice to me with trying to develop craft hot sauce as a whole, but uh, I mean, do you kind of have any final thoughts or or anything to kind of for people to take away with this? Hmm. Um, well, no, nothing that I haven't said already. Um, just you know, enjoy good food and make it well. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, you, you've been so helpful with this, and uh, I think people are gonna hopefully really enjoy this. But uh, appreciate taking the time. And, no problem. Uh, uh, Pleasure. Thank you. Cool. Great. Maybe I'll party more, except I'm a pot screamer.